Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Happy Friday. It's great to have you along. We are the oil and vinegar of sports talk. He's Marty. I'm Brian. And we are ready to dive into game four of the Calder Cup final. No, okay, that not. might not be entirely true. That, that <laughs> might be a nugget at the end of the show, if you really care. But there are, you know, I think at any level, Marty, <laughs> every game that's played somehow, some way has an impact somewhere, right? Like some young defenseman might be surging so well right now in the Calder Cup final that he's going to displace a veteran next fall. That's going to make a veteran on the move. And it's going to add another layer to the defenseman marketplace of which we seemingly, even though we haven't even hit free agency yet, have uh, dove headlong into here in Buffalo. Yeah, especially if it's somebody on the Coachella Valley uh, team that then takes a spot from a Seattle Kraken player and then Will Borgen becomes available. (laughs) That's where you're thinking, Duffer. So you're like, hey. I honestly was. <laughs> well, that's where I went right away because I'm trying to think like you would think. What would Brian Duff think? Yes. And that's the way I was uh, looking at this. But uh, no, you're right. Look, there's there's barely any hockey left to be played this year with only the AHL going. Uh, juniors are done. College is done. Everything is done. Um, so um, there is some stories that will emerge from the Calder Cup playoffs, finals, Mm-hmm. Um, that are being played right now. But I think we're at this moment, we can now kind of set the ground or set the, the framework for what defensemen may be available through trades uh, in a couple of weeks from now when we're at the draft. And that is uh, going to be interesting to see what movement happen uh, between now and then and what type of phone calls, what type of rumors we're seeing out there. So, um, yeah, I'm already... Um, you know, got the red book out and putting some names in there and looking at numbers. What do the Sabres need? What fits the, the their top four? What fits Owen Power? What mm-hmm. fits their need? Um, so that's uh, that's fun to do. Yeah, I think if you ask it that way, present it that way, um, if you're hopping on Twitter and, and, and want to connect with us at Sabres Live, I think it, it's even though we are hearing more and ourselves um, pushing more names out into the marketplace just to talk about. I think it's fair to ask the question, what type of player specifically? It doesn't have to be the name. I mean, I think we could then funnel it towards certain names based on, you know, any number of measures of these players, but 
I guess we're we're kind of canvassing to see if it's universal as far as the type of player Buffalo fans really want to see as that person who presumably partners for the bulk of the time at even strength with Owen Power moving forward. You just said the magic two words, and it is not a one-word uh Tuesday. It is a, uh, we are Friday. So I just got to remember because last week I totally blew it at the end of Friday's show. Um, and Shana Goldman will be with us. So that's why I know it's Friday uh, at 1230. But you said the magic words, even strength. Mm-hmm. That to me has to be somebody that will play a ton of even strength minutes and give you a ton of great uh, um I don't want to call it on ice performance, but numbers and all of it at even strength. I know Rasmus Dahlin is set for a power play one. I know Owen Power is set for a power play two. I know a Matthias Samuelson and potentially even an Ilya Labushkin are set for some penalty killing duty, but Dahlin and Power will be rolled into you know penalty killing duty as well. So the the defenseman that you target in the top four to me has to be somebody that will eat up a lot of five-on-five minutes to help Power not playing 27-28 and Dallin not playing 27-28. If they have to be on the power play a lot, then you can limit the minutes and you can keep them uh, much more fresh to keep going, you know, for 82 games. So even strength minutes is is a a premium for me as when I look at defensemen. Well, I mean... Just when you say that, we need to remind ourselves of just how many minutes at even strength Owen played. Like, it wasn't just a among freshman class players. Like, he was right there with the highest in the league last year. He was top 10 all year long in even strength time on ice. It was crazy. So. we used to talk about it like just have the 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 graphics every game night like even strength time on ice for the six defensemen and then we showed the top two or the top three and it was like owen power was leading the the game Mm -hmm. not just the sabers the game in even strength time on ice that's what it was so if we're gonna push this a little further because um you know hockey insider pierre lebrun was talking last night on tsn you know about brett pesci the fact that the Hurricanes are in a situation where they don't want to start the year without having him under wraps. He's got one year left. Um, so if they can't get a deal done, then there's a very good likelihood that they'll entertain a trade offer. So if you're looking at what is commonly referred to as one of the top groups of six on the blue line in the NHL, Pesci slides, this is the beauty of the Hurricanes. There's not a lot of drop-off between one through four. It's, you know, it's basically any given night. But Slavin plays 19 minutes at even strength time on ice. Brady Shea's at 18 and a half. And Brett Pesci's at 18 and a half. And Brent Burns is right behind, despite the fact he's 96 years old, plays 1807, and still sees more minutes on the power play than anybody else's. Mm. You know, he plays three minutes a game. Uh, on the power play but so I guess if you look at at Pesci it's more okay well where's the totality of his ice time so obviously it's even strength does he play a little bit of power play yeah averages about a minute per game on the power play that that's I think that kind of correlates well with his 
decent offensive numbers. You know, like you don't think of Brett Pesci as a massive point producer, but he's certainly capable. Um, and then with shorthanded time on ice per game, Pesci is a little closer to the top within the group. It's 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 typically led by Slavin and Pesci, both, uh, you know, just plus minus a, a little bit on the two and a half minutes per game. So if I'm identifying a player that, you know, would be a good fit, and then you can dive into its size, right or left-handed shot, physicality, other attributes. I think just from a sheer timing standpoint and age, Pesci kind of fits the mold perfectly here, no? He fits the mold perfectly. And the reason why I started going down that rabbit hole this morning of five-on-five and the numbers and mm-hmm. high danger chances is because I want the Sabres to become a better defensive team, help out their goaltenders. And also because of the way that the Sabres are set on D with Darlene and power and Samuelson and looking for that extra piece. Mm-hmm. Okay. How does the minutes get passed around? Right? Like, the power play ends. Who do I want on the ice? I want that guy. I want that guy that we're bringing right now to step on the ice, right? To be like, hey, we're not going to have a drop off after the power play ends when Dallin's played a minute, 20 seconds on the power play and Powers played 40 seconds. And then you want somebody else to jump on the ice. We are not going to have a drop off. So you're right. Pesci in 82 games this year, ended up playing most minutes at five on five on the Carolina Hurricanes, but there was very little drop-off between Brady Shea, Brett Byrne, Jacob Save, and Brett Pesci. It was somewhere around the same thing. His expected goals percentage at five on five was, uh, I got it right here, and I'm sorry, I got to bring it up. It was uh, 54%, actually 57%. It's better, right? So, you look at the chances that he was able to create, not just himself, but when on the ice, he was able to create compared to the chances that was created against him at five on five. I mean, when you're in the 60% range, you're top of the league. That's as simple as that. If you play and he played 1,400 minutes at five on five last year and you're at close to 60%, that's elite, right? Mm-hmm. He only was on the ice for 24 High danger goals against in 82 games. 24 high danger goals against. Keep in mind, that is a team-wide philosophy as one of the best defensive teams in the league, right? That's what You're bringing in a guy and you're like, look, we want you to play five on five. We -hmm. want you to be uh, an elite defender. We want you to round up our top four. But also, hey, like, how did you guys work that out in Carolina? How were you guys so defensively responsible and right. played that pace of play. They had a high pace of play. How did you guys all work that out? You can have that conversation with them. But you know this because you've lived the experience of joining teams and having players join your teams from a different system. And I know system is an overused and somewhat tired word because it often doesn't come with an explanation. But is it fair to assume that Pesci can come out of the structure that he has played in and have the same type of impact in a group that clearly doesn't play the same way based on shots against quality of shots against goals against average save percentage as what existed in Carolina is, you know, and, and this to me, this is, this is the July 1st conundrum every year, right? Yes. He's available. How does it fit? 
Oh, it looks it's always like it, that same great. thing. Like you, yeah. you know what? You're 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 buying a new bedroom set, right? You're walking into a furniture store and you're looking at magazines and you're like, man, that looks really really good. But then you bring it into your your room and you're like, uh, like, is it going to look as spectacular as it did yeah. on the picture? Now, now you need to change the walls, yeah, change exactly. the carpeting, and change the lighting. Well, maybe you so, have all of that, so but you, you're not sure you? if it's going to work, right? right? Exactly. And I think the Sabres have all that. They got new curtains. They got new wallpaper. And the carpet looks fantastic. They Don't just need... the wall accent. Yes, yes. The you right need, wall accent. You need the accent. wall accent. You yes, need the wall accent. And if you're using it as an office, a home office, yeah. then it's a complete different thing. Brownie but, has taught us that, if nothing else. So Yes. So, but, okay. So, when I talk to you about... High danger goals against, when I say Brett Pesci, right? 24 and 82 games. Yeah. And then I tried to put that league-wide. All defensemen mm -hmm. that have played over a 1,000 minutes this year of five-on-five -five play. Where does Brett Pesci rate at high danger goals against per 60? Because you got to do the rates here. You can't just say, hey, you know what? 24 and the other guy is 22 or whatever. Because you got to do per minutes on the ice. I'm and Brett say Pesci, 50 no, second. Huh? I'll say 52nd is where he ranks. No. Oh, no. He's 17th. Oh, there you go. In defenseman. He's 17th at Three less than, than one, less than one high danger goals against when on the ice per 60 minutes of ice time. So let's see, he plays 20 minutes a game. And that's 20 minutes. Let's see, he plays 15 minutes of five on five a game. Mm hmm. Every four games, he's on the ice for one high danger goals against. It was is isn't it what the Sabers need? Like in that sense, like how many times this year? But again, how saying, transferable is it, Marty? That's what I'm begging to know. Well, you never know. You never you know, know because the the, 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 the right approach here is that a player has an impact. Obviously, a player can mm -hmm. bring an impact, uh, but it all comes down to the buy-in, the system. And I think what I saw, and Kevin Adams and Don Granados talked about it in the last 15 games of the season, last 10 games of the season, is the adjustments, the way to win games a different way. I think there was a change and a buy-in mm -hmm. as how they needed to play with a better defensive uh, approach, right? To be able to keep like games close and and use and and this was without it Tage Thompson right Tage Thompson wasn't a hundred percent it was so you had to play a certain game I think that works now now that I brought up the list all mm -hmm. of a sudden I'm very surprised but not so surprised about a name on the list which is a name that I want the Sabers to um to kind of think about and I think a lot of our fan base want to think about this guy so number one in this Yes, high danger goals against per 60 minutes, right? Josh Mahura is number one in players in defensemen five on five that have played over a thousand minutes. Number not two when is, he's on the ice with Zach Dalpy. Not when he's on the ice and getting minus five in the last game with Zach Dalpy, but that's a one-off. That's in the regular season too. Uh, number two is Jared Spurgeon, okay? But number three is a guy that I think a lot of Sabres fans are thinking about. Now I just added him to my list because of that. Red but book? he was already on there is Ratko Gudas. Like uh, I know that Ratko Gudas has the physicality that would probably fit in really good. Mm -hmm. Imagine you put power and Gudas together and you say, here's a young guy that can skate all over the ice and there's Gudas that's going to, Number one, not handle the puck. Just give it to power. Power will handle it and have that physicality. But but I'm surprised to know 
that, and maybe I shouldn't be, that Radko Gudis ranked third in the league in high danger goals against per 60. Like he just, he's a big bulldozer in front of the net. And he's like, don't stand there. I will move you out of the way. Why is it incredibly interesting to you? Is it because of Gudis himself? Or is it because the Panthers were not the lockdown presidents? Not even, I can't even say that they were locked down president's trophy winners the day before the year no, they before. weren't they were always down and they would roar back with three or four and then you know win the games that way but but because of who we think they are is that the more surprising component to this for you it is very surprising to me because i felt that florida was a team that gave up a lot of those chances and maybe they did maybe with montour on the ice and with that glad on the ice but they didn't with gooders on the ice or is this incredibly appropriate because it kind of draws back to the narrative of the Panthers all year long, which was the thing that they weren't getting adequate goaltending. Well, that's another so thing. So see, they weren't allowing, so it didn't matter whether it was Mahura on the ice or Gudis on the ice. They were pretty good at limiting the high danger chances, but they were still giving up goals. That's a bad, that's a, that, that's a bad look, Florida. Florida was definitely plagued with bad goaltending this year for a yeah. good part. And then when yeah. Alex Lyon came in, it was like, oh, well, you know what? We're getting a guy that's just making the average saves and mm-hmm. we're, we're able to win games. And, you know, they relied a lot on Kachuk and Bennett and, you know, Declare came back. That was a big part of also their success late in the season, Anthony Declare coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought Radko Gouda's, Physical, okay, a bit reckless. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't thinking extremely good defending right around your net. I was thinking, well, you know, there's a lot of things that happen, but I'm not thinking of Gudas as this shutdown type defenseman. The mm-hmm. numbers like to think that around the net, which is an area the Sabres have to definitely get better. Yes. was third best in the NHL at five on five. And when you look at the rates. Okay. You've just opened up a wonderful list uh, that I think people would want you to go further down that list. Um, you had you another said Gu- name? You said Gudis was at three? Yeah, Gudis was at okay. three. Okay, G- give us, g- keep going. Like, who, okay, who, well, who I, are I, you I, seeing that could still end up being available? So I was reading on a, a possible defenseman that would be on the market. And not that I would go and get this guy, but... I'm looking at, you know, his numbers and what he's making. Um, Matt Grizzlick with the Boston Bruins, right? right. Is number uh, six on that list. Mm-hmm. And he has a w- one year left at $3.7 million, give or take a few dollars on the minus side. And Boston needs to open up maybe some some cap room for yes, Jeremy Swayman, Tyler Bertuzzi, and others. Um, this could be one that Bertuzzi you don't have says to- he's going to hit the market, though. Um, that doesn't mean he won't return to Boston, but... He, he may yeah. price himself out. Yeah. He may price himself, but they still need it for Swayman. They still need it for, they have seven forwards sign. That's two more than Colorado. Well, maybe, but Colorado's got a little bit more cap space, I think, up top. Like the Boston Bruins have five million on the cap, yeah. according to Cap Friendly. But but Matt Grizzlick is a guy that, when I saw his name in, the, in articles that are like defensemen that may be available, I'm thinking, eh. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Like he can fit that mold of 
protecting around the net. And maybe that's, again, the way Boston played, right? Boston yes. was a really good defensive team. They got great goaltending this season, but good defensive team. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to see more of a Brett Pesci type player than oh. a Matt Grizzlick type player. So who but else? There's a, who else? Um, I go down to number 27 on the list at just slightly over one goal. High danger goals against per 60 is Matt Dumba. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden now we talk UFA Matt Dumba, right? Yep. And yep. and that's a different market. That's a different market. But a Matt Dumba type, which we've talked a lot, plays a ton of five-on-five five minutes, brings in, you know, some stability, some experience. I really mm-hmm. feel like a Matt Dumba could also be a, a player that will fit that mold with the um, – uh, could sit them all with the Buffalo Sabres. So if you convinced, and I have no reason to n- know one way or the other, if you could convince Matt Dumba to take a two-year deal, yes, how much higher would his AAV on a two-year deal be than Gavrikov? Like a half a million? So you think you can get him for six and a half per? Six and a half per on, on a two-year deal? I mean, that's that... Is that okay, though? That would be okay with me. I, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this. I don't think the Sabres with I think Quinn and Paterka uh, and others like that will come in. If you're able to, again, I think it all depends on what other moves can you do. Can you free up some money like in a, maybe a, a potential Olofsson deal and well, put yourself and, in a good position? Also, what Powers deal is going to be, obviously. Yeah, Powers deal. But Powers deal is in a year from now. Right, but you're basically right, so, crafting it now. Yeah, so, you're crafting it now, but it won't affect you in year one. It will affect correct. you in year two, but it wouldn't yeah. affect you in year one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could see that being a, a number. Now, let me just, as we speak, go to our good buddy James Finch from AFP Analytics and see what he had Matt Dumba at. Um, so he had Matt Dumba at three years at four and a half million. Like that's wow. his projection. So maybe I'm way out. I'm like two millions over his projection. Well, th- see, this is where it gets really interesting. I think that number three at, at what is it? Four and a half? Four and a half. I think that number was realistic 10 days ago. Now, uh, after Severson and, and Gavrikov specifically, I think that I think there's going to be a natural boost there. Now, I'm Matt Dumba I'm sitting been... at home and he's he's playing the the roulette machine as Gavrikov and Severson sign and then as others will too, right? Like yeah. there's gonna be others that will sign. But I I you know you have to factor everything in here, age, injury, history, usage, all the rest of it. And and I do think that Gavrikov is technically on the rise more than Dumba is at this stage of his career. I think yes. that's fair. So I'm not surprised that James' projection there for Dumbo was lower. I just, I'm really fascinated. You know, I wasn't sure whether Matt could get basically what he's been making now at six in his next deal or whether it was going to be plus or minus a little bit. Well, let's let's go through, though, because the, the original question, obviously, today was, yeah. was what type of player should the Sabres be looking to pair with Owen Power? And obviously, we've got Shana Goldman to add to this conversation and many more here as we continue along on Sabres Live. But I think, you know, people would prefer to use names as opposed to types of players. But I think 
the one common thing has been a, a stay at home. So you identify that with, with a Radko Gudis. Um, yeah. You want hits, you want blocks. I mean, that we're now living in the world of like, whatever you used to think or still think about block shots and hits, like it all came back to prominence and it's in vogue because of the Golden Knights. Copycat right. league, Duffer. It's a copycat league. So one team but, wins and it, everybody when you, follows when you suit. Have three of the top four or three of the top five in the entire league when it comes to blocked shots, like you're not going to be able to duplicate that. You're not getting Martinez, Petrangelo, and McNabb. That's just, you know, that's just how Martinez they are. Martinez was on my list, right? When I go through natural stat trick yeah. and I pull down the list, 41st is Alec Martinez mm-hmm. um, at about one and a quarter. I danger goes against per 60. And I'm like, Oh, um, that's a guy I would, I would bring, I would welcome in, uh, yeah. you know, he's got his contract and, you know, the Vegas golden Knights may want to, but I don't think Martinez is coming out East. I think no. that he's earned the right to probably either stay in Vegas or maybe go back to LA or find somewhere that's around there. Yeah. Now spilled Bruski offered up a right-handed Matias. Now, this is where it gets interesting for me. Like, I think, yes, everything we're talking about kind of steers that way. You're thinking more stay-at-home, defensive-oriented, whatever, whatever. But power is a giant. Yes. Gudis is not a giant. But is there an in-between there that would still work with power? More of like a fluid partner you know, um, one that can skate his way out of trouble, maybe isn't as fast, but because of his speed attributes can actually be a good pairing with power, like to really maximize his best. I have this guy's name um, right now that I think would work, right-handed shot. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a bit pricey. He still has four years left at six and a half million. And I think that the St. Louis Blues oh, are no, going to look there. to unload somebody. Well, of course they are. They're trying to get rid of everybody. And so for me, it would be Justin Falk, a guy that can oh. really skate. Okay. That's a right-handed shot. That's not small, but not huge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, like I'm looking Pareko. And I know earlier this year, I'm like, oh, I'd love a Colton Pareko. But then I'm like, okay, we got three big guys on defense, right? Mm-hmm. Dowling's big, Samuelson's big, Power's big, Labushkin can play big. Like, we don't need Pareko in his seven years left at six and a half. Uh, right. Tori Krug has four years left at six and a half, but Tori Krug's a smaller, you know, like. He might uh, be off- tougher, though. He's he's tough. He's a. I remember playing against him when he's his rookie year, and I hated him because mm-hmm. he's so. He's so arrogant and so, but he's <laughs> tough. He backs it up. Um, and, and they have Nick Liddy with three years at $4 million. And I'm like, Hard no, pass. I pass. So Justin Falk, for me, is a guy that skates like the wind, has the right-hand shot that could play the right side and could have that that element maybe to, to pair with Owen Power. That would be different. And St. Louis had a tough year this year, and I get that. So mm-hmm. again, this is one of those where... Well, the bedroom set looks okay in a in a magazine or on the floor, but in my room, it may look a lot better, and you have to know the difference in that. Falk is a fascinating player, truly. I think he was almost ahead of the curve when it came to his skating ability before everybody had that skating ability. You know what I mean? Like in and around the first couple of years when he was with the Hurricanes, 
um, back at the you know 11, 12, 12, 13. But at that time, I, if my memory is serving correct, his scoring numbers didn't match his actual on-ice ability to produce and create. And then, you know, he got a little better, got a little better. And then before you know it, he gets moved to St. Louis. And then, of course, with that came massive expectations because of the dollars. But he's matched little, those those expectations. He has, like in the last Offense-wise, last couple of years, I think. Yeah, like, I mean, two years ago, he's 47 points and he's a plus 41. And you can do whatever you want with the plus 41. But you're going to find some good numbers in there. That's that's just just a fact. And then last year, even though it was a bad year, and again, do what you want with plus minus. But I would say this: the fact that he was only minus four, only yeah. on a horrific, terrible, terrible goaltended team, <laughs> team uh, yeah. and he had fifty points. Like I, I would say, do your research here. So you know, you know what else uh, about? He, uh, well, he's from the program. That. He's from the program. That's another thing. Now, before you know, Granado, he's a little older. He's thirty-one years old, but he's from the program. I'm looking at the guys that he played with on the program, like J.T. Miller, Jake McCabe, mm-hmm. uh, played with him. John Gibson was a goalie. Jack Campbell oh, was a goalie there as well. Uh, but he's from the program, which is something that Sabers have liked. They've liked the guys from the program. They've liked mm-hmm. that approach, that development approach. So you're looking at the skating, the skill development, and everything that you could bring in. Um, it's a bit of a different pool, but again, I'm looking at if I'm trading for somebody, how can I get? I don't want to say how do I win the trade, but how do I get the best value out of the trade? Carolina yes. is looking to unload Brett Pesci because he and has one year run. left, and and they have to. Okay, good. I'm coming in. I I can see this for sale sign on a house. And maybe there's something, there's a reason why they're selling. I can come in a little under. Um, Justin Falk's the same way. Mm-hmm. Matt Grizzly's the same way. Like, yep. And then you look at the UFA. Well, Radko Gudas and Matt Dumba, their UFA, that may be a premium depending on how many people are bidding on, on, on those players. Amazing. Shana Goldman's going to pick up the conversation and a lot more from her incredible mind from The Athletic. It's all next here on Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550. And MSG. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.